0: Good day, grade three-fourths, and welcome back to our Read Aloud of the Wild Robot by Peter Brown. In our previous chapters, remember our poor little Roz survived the storm, only to be chased by bears, to go up a tree, to be pooped on by a robin, to escape that, and then she discovered a little stick bug, and she thought, wait a sec because the little stick bug was camouflaged and you could barely tell it was an insect. So she thought, that is what I need to do. So here we go. Chapter 18, The Camouflaged Robot. As you know, reader, Roz had always liked to keep herself as clean as possible. But her desire to stay alive was stronger than her desire to stay clean. And our robot decided it was time she got dirty. Roz was going to camouflage herself. She'd gotten the idea from the stick insect, but Ross quickly realized that that camouflaging herself as a twig was out of the question. No, the robot would have to blend into the landscape itself. She began by smearing handfuls of thick mud over her entire body. Then she plucked ferns and grasses from the ground and sank their roots into her new muddy coating. She placed colorful flowers around her face to disguise her glowing eyes, and any bare patches were covered with tree leaves and strips of moss. Our robot now looked like a great tuft of plants walking through the forest. She waited for darkness, and then she padded to the center of the clearing, nestled herself between some rocks, and became became part of the landscape. A few hours later, the sky was brightening, The fog was lifting. The nighttime animals were slinking home and the daytime animals were beginning to stir. It was just an ordinary morning on the island. However, there was that new tuft of plants in that one forest clearing. Only the bees had noticed the tuft. They buzzed around it, completely unaware that the robot was hidden beneath. And so Roz sat there, right in the open, yet completely unseen, and observed the wilderness around her. She watched flowers slowly turn toward the sun. She listened to rodents crawl through the weeds. She smelled the moist, piney air. She felt worms wiggle against her muddy sides. A week later, the tuft of plants was gone, but there was a new clump of seaweed on the shore. A week after that, the clump of seaweed was gone, but there was a new bramble on the mountain. Then there was a new log on the riverbank. Then a new rock in the forest. So what do you think? What's the author trying to tell us? What can we infer? You probably guessed that we can infer that Roz was all these new things, which is kind of cool. What's also kind of neat though, have you ever just went into a spot, whether it's your backyard or wherever, and just sat there and were completely silent and listened? And looked around and observed your world? Try to do that today or sometime this week or whenever. It'd be kind of neat to do it. Chapter 19 The Observations Clouds scudded through the sky, spiders spun intricate webs. Berries beckoned to hungry mouths. Foxes stalked hares. Mushrooms rose up from leaf litter. Turtles plopped into ponds. Moss spread across tree roots. Vultures hunched over carcasses. Ocean waves beat against the coastline. Tadpoles became frogs. Caterpillars became butterflies. A camouflage robot observed it all. So we probably, if you figured out, can observe what's happening too as time is passing, right? So Roz is taking in, as she's been different camouflaged um, objects, um, she's taking in and seeing the world change. Chapter 20, The Language of the Animals It started with the birds. They had always been skittish when the robot was near. They would stare and screech and then scatter. But now that Roz was camouflaged she could secretly observe their normal behavior right up close. Roz noticed chickadees fluttering through the same flowers and singing the same song every morning. She noticed a lark who swooped down to the same rock and sang the same song every afternoon. She noticed the same two magpies singing to each other from across the same meadow every evening. After weeks of robotically studying the birds, Roz knew what each bird would sing and when they would sing and eventually why they would sing. The robot was beginning to understand the birds, but she was also beginning to understand the porcupines and the salamanders and the beetles she discovered that all the different animals shared one common language they just spoke the language in different ways you might say each species spoke with its own unique accent when Roz finished listening to the chickadees their songs had sounded like tweet twiddle tweet twiddle but now when the chickadees sang Roz heard oh what a lovely day it is oh what a lovely day it is Deer spoke mostly with their bodies by simply turning her head a doe could say to her family let's look for clovers by the stream. Snakes often hissed to themselves things like I know there's a nasty mouse around here somewhere. Bees said very little they used their wings to buzz a few simple words like nectar and sun and hive. Frogs spent much of their time searching for each other. One would croak where are you? I can't see you and then another would reply and another one would reply I'm over here follow my voice when Ross first stomped across the island the animal's squawks and growls and chirps has sounded like nothing more than meaningless noises but she no longer heard animal noises now she heard animal words so I'm wondering have you ever wondered maybe what an animal was thinking or saying I know i re- i think about what my cats and my dogs kind of what they're thinking and what they're trying to tell me okay grade three fours so this is going to be our last chapter for today so we've got chapter 21 the introduction there was an hour each moved on when all the island animals were safe. You see, long ago they had agreed not to hunt or harm one another during that hour. They called it the Dawn Truce. Most mornings the island residents would gather in the great meadow and spend the hour chatting with friends. Of course, not everyone attended these gatherings. The bears had never made an appearance and the vultures just circled high above. But on this particular morning, an unusually large group of animals had come out to discuss some important news. Settle down, everyone. I have something to say. Swooper the owl hooted to the crowd from the lowest branch of a dead tree. Last night, I saw a mysterious creature right here in the great meadow. It seemed to be covered in grass, so I couldn't get a good look at it, but I think it may have been the monster. Looks of concern swept over the crowd. What was the creature doing? said Dart, the weasel. It was speaking, said Swooper. It kept repeating the same words over and over again, but each time it sounded a little different. At first it sounded like a cricket, and then it sounded like a raccoon, and then it sounded like an owl. What was it saying? said Digs down, the groundhog. I could be mistaken, said Swooper, but I think it was saying, hello, my name is Roz. The crowd began to chatter. Just where was this creature, said Fink the Fox. Everyone turned as the owl slowly pointed his wing to a grassy lump in the meadow. It was a rather ordinary looking grassy lump, until it began to move. As you probably guessed, the grassy lump was Roz. She had been there the whole time, camouflaged, watching, listening, and with all the animals looking at her, she decided to introduce herself. The crowd stared in disbelief as the grassy lump started shaking and bulging upward and crumbling apart, and there was the robot. Then using her body and voice, the robot spoke to the animals in their own language. Hello, my name is Roz, the crowd gasped. Swooper fluttered up from his branch and screeched. It's the monster. I am not a monster, said Ross. I am a robot. A flock of sparrows suddenly took off. Leave us alone, squeaked Dart, as he crouched low in the grass. Return to whatever horrible place you've come from. I come from here, said Ross. I've spent my whole life on this island. Why haven't you spoken to us sooner? squeaked Owl from higher up in the tree. I did not know the animal language until now, said the robot. Crown Point the Buck had heard enough, and he slipped into the forest with his family. So what do you want from us? growled Fink. I have observed that different animals have different ways of surviving, said the robot. I would like each of you to teach me your survival techniques. I'm not going to help you, screeched the owl from the very top of the tree. You seem so unnatural. The monster's just waiting to gobble us up, shrieked digs down, and the groundhog disappeared into a hole. I will not gobble anyone up, said Roz. I have no need for food. You don't need food? Bink relaxed a bit. Well, I need food and lots of it. Why don't you make yourself useful and find me some food? Why would you like me to do? What would you like me to do, said Roz? Can you hunt? The fox smiled at a hare on the far side of the gathering. It's almost time for breakfast. I cannot hunt, but I can gather berries. The fox's smile disappeared. Berries? I'm hungry for meat, not berries. Good luck to you, Roz. You're going to need it. And the fox trotted away. Roz looked up at the tree, but the owl had gone. And when the robot looked down again, she realized that everyone else had gone too. poor Roz gonna have to see what happens in our next chapters. Okay, that is it for today.